No filter needed. Episode four. Let's get it. Started chasing bank rolls. I'm an addict now. If I don't want it all, then I'm a passer down. On, on the phone, they so aggressive, but they pass him now. If a nigga talking reckless, then he catching rounds. Started chasing bank rolls. I'm an addict now. What's good, family? Episode four. No filter needed. We got JM in the building. What's up? We got Brandon in the building. Got Mr. Ashy and Grab Me, Mr. Skeet It and Breathe It. And we got the homie Rich, Rich Homie in the building. <laughs> What's up? What's good, y'all? How y'all doing? All right, all right. Doing quite well. <laughs> y'all chilling? Y'all already getting on Rich. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> just started. No, no. He said Skeet It and Breathe It. <laughs> break down that for an hour. Holy shit. <laughs> Some things that go down. That shit evaporate and breathe it. Right? All right. So uh, we, are, we on it. No Filter Needed, episode four. Again, to y'all that just tuning in that is new to No Filter Needed. Just a quick little tap in what we do over here. So we're going to go ahead and um, each week we go over a, a random topic. We just go in. Again, it's about uh, not being politically correct, just saying what you want, not having to worry about any type of repercussions. Today, we're talking about double standards. We got a bunch of them to go over. Uh, actually, all of these came from the viewers. So, um, And some of us actually in this room. So uh, we're going to jump right in and um, get this started. Um, so the first the first topic we're gonna go over for double standards we're gonna talk about uh, well actually it's from the homie Amanda she gave me one and this one says um, and I'm reading actually from my computers because I had to put all these down so the first one says um, single moms are less desirable to date yet kids are rarely a determining factor when dating single dads so if y'all didn't get that again single moms are less desirable to date. Yet kids are rarely a determining factor when dating single dads. So we got what? One, two, we have a three. Four. We have a pretty diverse yeah, group. Yeah, we got we got a in. couple single dads in here. So what? You know what? Let's start off from Brandon. Brandon, what you what you think about this double standard? Do you feel that this is true? Um, I I mean, being a person that has a kid, I'd rather date somebody with a kid because I feel like it adds more responsibility, and that's kind of levels off where I'm at. I feel the same way. That's why when I read this at first, I was like, you know what, I feel you, but I but then again, it's coming from the male perspective. I see this as yo, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind, and I don't think it's that much of a big deal. But I think it goes both ways. I really don't. I don't see that as being as much of a double, double standard. But that's just me. That's just I. I don't know. So, I, is there? Do you have a problem? Well, I, would you have a problem? Dating? I have a definite problem with it. Why? Um, okay, so JM. Okay, so JM, JM can the, still walk around <laughs> naked. Like, he has no JM. So, <laughs> if y'all don't know, JM has no kids though. JM has no kids, and we're putting this question to him. So, what? Why? Tell us how you feel. Tell us. Just tell us how you feel. Tell you how I feel real quick. I have no kids, <laughs> but I know quite a few people that have made mistakes. Okay, so so you saying you can't meet a a chick right now that has a kid? And this is outside of I'm just being no, hypothetical, so, of course. So, you couldn't you couldn't be in a relationship with a girl that had a kid. So the interesting thing is that me and my girl actually have talked about we talked about this like when we first met. We asked if the other had kids because I I have dated someone that had a kid. It didn't go well. I kind of promised myself, and I knew inside I would never do it again. Okay, I'm gonna cut you off. So it didn't go well. Why though? Were you not the in that mind? You wasn't ready for so it, or what? Everyone fears. From someone who doesn't have a kid, what you always fear is that you're going to date someone that has a kid and they instantly try to insert you in the father figure role or the girl. They, tr- inst- they try to do an insta-family where you're like a month in, you finally make it official, and then all of a sudden, you're dad. That is your biggest fear, and okay. this was my nightmare. And that is exactly what happened. So that's what I, I just knew that that's what happened. And then they try to manipulate you by using the child. And now, yes, I understand it's not how a lot of situations go. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I had a bad experience. Okay. So I didn't want to do it again. And I, and my girl had, uh, her reservation was different. She just didn't want to deal with it because she felt like a guy that had a kid that has a baby's mom will always be in some, that woman and that man will always have a connection that you can't replace. So she didn't want to try to mess with that. This is true. And you know, I can respect that. So I, and you know what, if you don't mind, you don't have, you don't have to answer this, Brandon, but. What didn't you have some type of situation like that? Well, mine's a little different. I mean, I'm for being completely honest. I mean, I had there was no connection. I had sex with a girl. She got pregnant. So it wasn't it wasn't like <laughs> like we dated for like a year. You know, okay. what I mean, there was there was no connection. There was just you know 
roommates. All right, I'm just being real. Let me jump on this joint. Up on it. I thought I was making sure you're done. And we got in in if y'all don't know, this Pro- is the producer, homie the homie Pro- Mike. Producer Mike here. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Lake fade to black. Hey. My bad, my mom saw. Hey, See, we were supposed to silence our phones as a producer. I fucked that up. Fucking all up. But it's on my no mom. filter need. But you know it's this is mom. no filter needed. We not even don't no cut, filter, don't, no don't cut that out. Leave no that shit in. <laughs> Mike fade no, no. the moms of black. Uh, I just wanna, <laughs> I just wanted to chime in as I'm working the boards over here and say that this is a real double standard, and the double standard is as simple as this. As a single parent dad, myself, never had a problem dating, none at all. Because contrary to JM's uh, experience, that's not any girl's experience that has ever dated me. You date me, you date me. And as I, we go forward, then I decide if I want to let you into my son's life. Even though my son might meet you early, my son already know what it is. Like, she's, she's, that's dad's friend. Because your son's 11 teen, though. <laughs> now. But when I was single, he was like four. So you're saying you're not, and again, this is all hypothetical, but you're not getting in a relationship with a female that has a kid already. I have, I haven't had the opportunity to do so since I had my kid. For whatever reason, the only girls I dated were kidless. So that's not off the table then? It's, it's not that it's off the table for me. The double standard for me, well, the double standard in my eyes is that on the flip, my son's mother has a major problem dating because she has a kid. I never had that problem. She has that problem. I, we don't create the double standard. There's Society def- does. There's definitely an emotional connotation because women are always considered to be the more emotional sex. So I feel like that's where that connotation comes from, where the, the women, like a lot of men probably feel like those women are more attached or more likely to want to become attached as opposed to men who are seemed emotionally dominant or emotionally like separated. So mm-hmm. they don't feel like, I don't think women are as threatened by a man having a child you know, as men would be threatened by a woman having a child. I could see that. Yeah, too. I could see that. Well, we we understand why the double standard happens, but the fact is that it does exist because also the other thing, and this is kind of perpetuated by the courts and us as a society too, when the couple breaks up or divorces or whatever, the kid primarily lives with the uh, mother most times. So in a dating situation, if you had to picture this, um, I'm single. My son doesn't live with me. I know the times that I have my kid. I know when I have my kid. I date outside of that. Whereas a woman who has a kid full time doesn't have that same luxury other than the days when she doesn't have the kid. But for the most part, as that guy starts to enter... AKA turn up days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And as the kid starts to enter, as the male starts to enter that woman's life, the kid is there too more times than the opposite way, if you will. Yeah. Most times. And that's not everybody. That's just most. And Mike, stay close too. But uh, uh, Rich, you got anything to put on this? What do you think? What Mike... Pretty much same thing. I haven't had experience with any. trying to had experience with um, dating a uh, mother that has kids. So, I, but I, I won't have an issue with it. But mine's different from that because my mom's a single parent. Um, she was always just me and my sister, and she got married to a, a guy who has two kids. With was this own. after you guys are grown, though? Yeah, or after we're before? grown. Okay. Yeah. But my sister, she's about 10 years older than me, and she has... A, a child of her own, you know what I'm saying? But her daughter just graduated college. Okay. But for me, it's just more of a, I wouldn't want my sister to be single based on the fact that she has a child, you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's it to me, it'd be like a double standard. Okay, I want my sister to have somebody, but for me, I wouldn't date anybody who doesn't have a kid. That's so it's you. like, that's that's how I look at it. So I would I would date um, anyone who had a kid. doesn't make a difference. I'm single, just ladies letting you know. I have a question like I think that and this is a question to the audience I would love for you guys to comment on this um d- does the stereotype have to do more with age because I feel like as we get older it's kind of like finding someone that doesn't have a kid is kind of like a diamond in the rough as opposed to someone who has a kid might be more of a dime a dozen so like when you're on the other side of 30 trying to find a girl that doesn't have a kid or a guy that doesn't have a kid seems like a statistical anomaly as opposed to someone at 24 finding someone who doesn't have a kid. So, like, I feel like that's where that double standard comes in. Like, guys, single guys and, you know, single women at a certain age, like, if a girl has a kid, she's definitely stereotyped at a certain age. That's true. And and you can't doubt that, but it is what it is. So, I'm going to hit the next uh, stereotype as well. This still comes from Amanda also. Um... I wanted Mike to kind of stay in on this one because he's kind of more in touch with this. And, JM, you might be able to hit this one a little bit more, Producer too. But, uh, Mike here. Uh, but this one she put in here, it says, physical illness 
physical illnesses are more tolerated than mental illnesses. Most people think that mental illnesses are faked or often referred to as made up. So in that regard, um, let's, you know what, uh, JM, start off with this. What do, what do you, what's your mindset? What do you think about this? Is um, this... I think that, I mean, historically, we just go off of what mental illnesses have been, how they've been discussed throughout time. I mean, most people thought that they were, you know, if you had a, a mental illness that was, you know, ADHD or ADD or, you know, anything that had to do with hyperactive activity or tension issues, you know, you were kind of just told to shut the hell up and like, you know, it was, it was, it was minimalized. But if you had, um, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, um, you know, you were autistic, you had, uh, you know, you know, any one of those diseases you were put in a home and kind of like pushed away ostracized ostracized yeah. and i feel like that's you know that's the way mental issues were but if you had a physical illness illness as opposed to polio as opposed to you know you're paraplegic quadriplegic or someone that you know couldn't sustain down syndrome or something like that i would say there was you know there was a different set of norms for you now and, do you think and i'm not to cut, try not to cut you off but um do you think it's more to a people it's like that saying seeing is believing so you can actually physically see that, that's something exactly what more it is. <laughs> than and like it's people can't see past okay well they may have something wrong with them and it's not phys- something that you can actually see so it's kind of like dumbing it down absolutely well I, absolutely. You, you you automatically you fear what you don't understand and if you tell me that someone's legs don't work i can see that their legs don't work exactly. but if you tell me that that person sees ghosts it's I'm harder gonna, for you to believe. I'm going to look at that person with the mm, the screw eye, you know, the screw face, yeah. the side eye. So, I was just, just going to say something. I was just going to say that I'll take a bitch with a nub opposed to a bitch with, <laughs> um, with like, mental issues. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I can take a physical impairment opposed to a mental impairment. Because I've dated bitches that have had problems I mentally. I promise. That's what it is. That's, that boy yo, has no filter at all. Hell, that, and that's why I love Brandon, bro. Yo, he's straight up. I, I like how you called him out, though. You made sure they knew it was him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not being honest. Yeah, that's so, that's Brandon. I, like, I feel like all the bitches that I've dated have had mental issues. So uh, if yo, if a girl has a nub and wants to come over, or she maybe has like a like a sty in her eye, yo, sign me up. A sty in her eye. Oh man. So, so if you want to get to like, if we want to get to like. Mental issues. There are things that I have that I'm, you know, ninety ninety nine percent of the people that I work with don't even know about, and I won't. I won't even discuss it over this microphone because I'm gonna put a filter on it because I don't want anyone to know. Yeah. Because it would be assumed, it would be you know put in a box, and you know it would be stigmatized. So because I don't want to have to deal with that, I don't mention it. And no, most people don't know it. Most people just, well, ADHD. Pretty much everyone knows it because if you've ever had a yeah. conversation with me, I'm gonna zone out in the middle of it unless you know. I have something that you know, you will, that, will, that will lock me in, so that's one thing. But you know, other things that I that I that I struggle with, I find that once I tell people, there's definitely a fear because, as opposed to someone like you said, someone seeing something, someone rolls over your foot in a wheelchair, you know, you're gonna know what you, what's the, you yeah. know what the deal is <laughs> exactly. But yeah, as opposed to someone that comes up to you and let's say they come up to you and tell you that they have, you know, they're bi- they're bipolar, yeah. and you have to, there's such a stigmatism with those two words, bipolar, and the the feeling. Of like, oh shit, I'm not gonna be able to deal with this because, and, but there's so many different types that you don't even understand. There's, there's levels to it. You, yeah, you could be more. There's levels. You could be more shit. manic. You could be more depressive. You can. There's there's levels to the shit. So Mike, what did you see? Because I know you still work in the field a little bit with yeah, this. So I, I worked what, into it for a couple of years. Well, pretty much what it boils down to is this: as we didn't get too many physically um, disabled people because uh, where I worked didn't take those. We sent those to St. Joe's uh, Psychiatric Ward. Ostracized. Not ostracized. <laughs> They're just a psychiatric ward at the hospital that could accommodate their disabilities. But we did have some people with disabilities. I mean, if, if the person could move themselves around, then they, they pretty much are fine. Uh, with that being said, as far as the mental illness is concerned, there's there's so many different mental illnesses. Like he said, bipolar is one of the most underdiagnosed mental illnesses in America. Uh a lot of people you may know may have it, but it presents as normal most times until those people hit their extremes. Um, and you know, but I think in like I think that is that's kind Asperger's of is another one. I, I've seen, but I've seen that a lot. I've seen a lot of people by that have that are bipolar. So it, I feel like that one's more of like you can you can see that. I don't think that one's kind of hidden. Can't. No, no, it, no. You can see it, but it's still 
even though it's visible, or maybe it's just because I've been around a lot of people that have that, so it's it's different for me. But it's still underdiagnosed because, it, like I said, there's levels. Like if you picture, and I know the to give the viewers, I'm doing a sliding scale. <clears throat> if we start in the middle, and one extreme is being depressed, and the other extreme is being manic, which yeah. is hyper, you could be. You could be bipolar like this, which is the full scale, mm-hmm. or you could be a part of it, or you could be more over here. You could be, so somebody who presents as depressed could be just a little bit more tired. They like to sleep a lot more. They may want to be by themselves a lot more. They call those people homebodies. That might get not diagnosed, and that person could legitimately be bipolar. Okay, Same thing as Asperger's. A lot of people with Asperger's, because Asperger's is, um, I would say, an acute form of aut- autism. So there and there's different levels of Aspergers where some people get along every day. They own businesses. They do great things. They you know they hold political office, much like someone with polio could. Mm-hmm. You know, Franklin does. They have FDR, but they people with Aspergers go und- undiagnosed, and you just kind of in some cases consider them rude or off-putting or you know hey why don't they make eye contact? Hey, wh- yeah, why, so why why are they staying offish? They literally can't do that. They yeah. have to go through therapy to get to the point where they can do that because of the mental illness they have. And they're stigmatized as being rude instead of being, you know. With that being said, and the stigma on mental illness um, has been dwindled over the years because there's a lot of attention brought to different mental illnesses by different uh, avenues. For example, the Ice Bucket Challenge. Yeah. That was for ALS. I mean, that I think ALS is a physical ailment, but it's still things like that that appear where they do walks for autism or they, the people exactly. who wear, like, the blue shirts for autism or... Or whatever, whatever thing that you do to bring attention to the ailment, uh, mental illness isn't as stigmatized as whoa as, you know, as a physical ailment might be. One that also is a big problem that we're gonna have a major problem with it coming up, and I think I like to thank you for letting the masses of banter come to and take hold down this this topic uh, on mental illness, uh, PTSD. Uh, a lot of our soldiers funny, are coming yeah. back with it, and we've been in a war for the last ten years, and a lot of people are coming back with it, and. Uh, this might tie into another topic that you're going to get into. Uh, mm-hmm. If I, as a producer, I, I had to show. Uh, but PTSD order. is is PTSD. PTSD is not only a, a, a people when people think of PTSD, they just think of like militant. But that's just somebody that's went through something and they're still trying to go through it. You know yeah. what I mean? They're still trying Militarily. to cope. They, yeah. they haven't had the closure on. The, yeah, on and there's the still thing. there's still and people that right. They haven't had the closure on the thing, and it's mentally affecting them. It's yeah. post trauma stress disorder exactly and it's that's a lot of uh rape and abuse and Mm -hmm. molestation all that type of stuff true you're all right i did say a lot of our military are coming back with it because that's true but you can have ptsd post any trauma uh terrorist attacks any rapes any traumas any massive you know car accident where you lost your whole family child abuse child abuse is uh, yeah that's a big one too major major situations but i think uh, people going through divorce People going through divorce with their families. <laughs> I'm divorce. serious. People really go through that I, shit. And they, yeah, dude, I got fr- I got friends from high school that went through you know divorces, did not take it the right way, were not handled the right way, were kind of neglected, and now I mean they they for they're they're better now, but for mo- many years of their life they were not like productive members of society because that sense of abandonment is such a gripping feeling. And you know what? Uh, we made some really good points on those. So I was just gonna say to, to close it out. I, I, I'll no, close, no, you good, you good. Go ahead. To close it out, the the point of it is, if we're talking about double standards and not having a filter here, is that people need to understand that there are things that people go through that you don't understand, and that you should probably better understand it before you judge people that are going through said situation. Yeah. And stop this double standard. Bullshit. Right, and that's and that's my point is is uh, you try to understand the people that are going through that thing because. You know, it, you try to give somebody advice, but if you have no no feedback and you can't understand where they're coming from, it's just gonna be kind of pointless, and that person's still gonna be lost with what's going on. Yeah. And you know, and you know, it's crazy. If there are any, if there are any physically ailed women out there that were interested in what Brandon was, pro- his number is eight six three two four five. Oh my goodness. Nah, but uh, shout out to the homie Amanda. I appreciate you um giving me these two topics. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, move forward from here. Um, this one was actually. A movie that I was watching on here, uh, not seen. Uh, what is it? Uh, smoking two guns, two guns, or something like that. Uh, smoking guns. Talking about uh, Mark Wahlberg and uh, Denzel. No, 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 no. It's another smoking one. Aces? No, no, no. I I can't remember. The shit. I was watching Lock, shit like Stock and Two Smoking Barrels or some shit like that. But anyway, in movie. within the uh, within the fucking movie, uh, he actually brought up a good point. I don't know how this is gonna go, but oh well. Um, so oh, in the oh, in the. Oh. <laughs> In the uh, the quote, he said he's like, um, if a straight male grabs a girl's ass, 
and she slaps him, she's just protecting herself. But if a gay man grabs a straight guy's ass and he punches him, he's a homophobe. And I actually see that all the time. Like any instance that this happens or anytime that this happens, it's always that way. It's always he's a homophobe. There's never uh, a place where he's just protecting himself or it's the same situation as if a, if some, if a dude did it to another girl. So within this, uh, I want to know, I want to know what y'all think about this as well. I like, do you really, do you think this, first off, do you think this is fair? Cause I see this, 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 I believe is truly a double standard, um, when it comes to this regard, but what do y'all think about this? If whoever wants to jump in, chime in real quick. Um, well, if the, if the statement happened exactly as it happens in, in the line from lock, stock and two smoking barrels, then yes, this this is a double standard, one hundred percent. Well, if if that's the wrong title, please correct us. Comment, yeah, comment. I, we don't send, we see, don't fact check. Yeah. It's all right. So yeah, so if that happens exactly like that, it's completely understandable. It's a double standard. But you're saying it probably in most doesn't. instances where males, I feel like, are offended by. My the, bad. I'm not way of the gun. That's what it's called. Way of the gun. Fact check. <laughs> <laughs> so it, but in most instances where I see males. Uh, straight males are offended by gay males. I feel like it's not a double standard. It's more narcissism. You think because, it's more overly I, I aggressive? Think, I think that I think that mo- more guys feel like they're being hit on by gay men when gay men are just being themselves as opposed to gay men really trying to hit on straight men. Because I'm not going to lie. I had a girlfriend at the time that had her best friend was gay. We went to a gay bar. I went to the bathroom, and they literally told me they thought I was in the wrong place. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, you shouldn't be here. And then they, I told them who I was with, whatever. So I feel like you're more identifiable than you think as being a straight man to a, the gay community. And I feel like a lot of times straight men are more narcissistic to where they think, like, I'm going to get hit on by this guy. But I don't th- and, I don't, and, they don't, and, and they're not really trying to hit on you. You really think that most men think that? But I don't... If you're secure with yourself, why would you think that way, though? But like, why do you think, think that every... So the, the argument here isn't whether we think that. It's whether we think most people are secure in themselves. And I wouldn't say that. Not secure. Would... It's secure in themselves of being straight, uh-huh. but secure in themselves of being confident in themselves. Because narcissism isn't uh, an attribute of being overconfident. Narcissism is usually an attribute of being underconfident. So you're saying that most men right now would say that if, a, I if think they're a around... Of gay dudes they're thinking in their head like we they're thinking in their head that oh my god i don't want to be them. sexually assaulted they're like i don't want to be hit no, on by man. a gay dude i don't you know I, I can't i maybe it's just me or maybe it's just you know what maybe it's really just us as a group i don't think any of us would really feel like that though i don't think we're i'm not saying we would but i think a lot like if you see a lot of homophobic people a lot of homophobic people are always talking about how gays are coming after the children. Gays are coming after our society. Gays are going to be molesting you. Transgenders are going to come into your bathroom. You must really think you're hot stuff if you think a gay dude is really going to molest you. And that's that right there is two things. It's either overconfidence in yourself mm-hmm. or the a lot of homophobia is based in people that are not secure in their sexuality so the best way they know to combat it is to be hate- hateful to the other person all right and i and like i said i i can completely understand where you're coming from but to be honest i just i don't in this particular scenario how it is if that was to happen the only thing i would say though is like i said like um i was trying to say before i think that there may be a lot of dudes that are more aggressive when it probably is a dude that's doing that so i i would say that but, but that's Put it like this: A guy striking anyone is always handled at a higher level of alert than a girl striking a man. This is true. This is true. Brandon, what you got to say, man? Man, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've I, I've been to I've been to parties where, um, unfortunately, not I say unfortunately, that's fucked up. It, there's been a, a party where I've been to where I, I've I, there has been it's been hosted by gay guys and I didn't know it and it happened to be a Halloween party and I was dressed as Richard Simmons and I had you know the outfit on and it, 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 I didn't know that there was going to be a lot of gay guys there but I think it was probably uh, ninety ten gay guys and I don't know I just I don't know I just felt really uncomfortable not that I'm not you felt it, uncomfortable just because that's not your scene or you felt uncomfortable because you thought people were gonna were those guys was going to hit on you. Well, okay, I'll say this. I'll say that um, both. <laughs> I feel like okay. It's definitely not my scene, 
And I just felt like, I don't know, I felt like I was the target. All right. Well, you know what? We'll leave that be. <laughs> we'll just leave that be. Um, so, Brandon makes my point. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we'll, that's just something I seen I want to bring up um, on here. But we got another homie, uh, Mary. She actually uh, wrote us too. She said, uh, <laughs> this is one that we hear all the time. Um, Men who get laid a lot are considered studs and women who do the same are sluts. So with this one, honestly, with me, <laughs> bad bitch rich. <laughs> with me, with the, with this one, I really don't, I don't care. Like we, at, it kind of ties into what we was talking about a couple. What is it on episode? The relationships. I think we all grown. We all know what we want. Females want the same thing just as much as men do. So with me, my mindset is a little bit different with this one. I get it though because that stereotype is real, but I don't see it like that because, like I said. Women with the same shit that we want, it's just, it's a different way of go, going about it. And it's just when they, when their information gets out there, it just makes them, for some reason, because of the stereotype, again, makes them look bad or worse or whatnot. One person I do want to touch on this, bad bitch rich. What you got to say about that, man? <laughs> yeah, people going to hate, man. That's all you can do about that. <laughs> That's all it is, man. I mean, everybody's trying to get what they want to get. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's adult. I think it's different now because 2016 is more social media. Everything's more open. Everybody has more connect with people. Everybody can see what everyone's doing, who they're talking to based on Snapchat, are you saying, Instagram. When you said to that more people, are you saying that it's more acceptable now so it's not as big of a deal? I, I as feel it's more acceptable now than it was maybe back in the day because okay. a lot of people didn't know who or what. And then when you found out, it's like, oh, man, you've been with so many different people. Now it's like I think it's more open form, but that's me. I don't know. You got you got really ask the younger generation. They're growing you. up, going through this, so yeah. it's, it's different now for me. Because uh, our generation, we still have that type of stereotype. So let's be real, then. All of us in here right now, we know a chick. Let's say we know a chick. She's gone through ten, fifteen dudes. Are we really looking at her different, or are we looking at her as the same as a chick that's been with one dude? Nah, I'm looking at a different slut. <laughs> I'm looking at a different Damn. I'm thinking two for 20 at Chili's, and I'm out. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I want nothing to do with you. You're killing me, man. Nah, and damn, that... That kind of proves a point. They're, that, they're, they're, it just takes away the purity of a woman. You know, you you want to feel like that's your girl, and she's never been with anybody. You know, you okay. gotta pop the chair. All right, so okay, so same situation. She's been a ten, she's been through ten to fifteen dudes, right? You've been through fifty five, and, and you've been through fifty five <laughs> chicks. Nice. Are you still looking at her that same way, knowing what you what you've done? I don't know. I can I can look at myself and be like, damn, you fucked up. <laughs> but if I look at a girl who's like. You know, you know she's been through a lot. And you, and I don't know. I can't Damn. do it. I'm cold. You know? Damn, Daniel. <laughs> I, 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 I'll just say it like this. You can use a shovel a hundred times, and the shovel still work the same. Oh. But you can't use a hundred <laughs> shovels to dig a hole, and the hole looks the same. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, facts. Facts. Call it double standard, but that's, that's science. It's facts. Science. It's facts. Yeah, Dude, I, yeah. I, that, that was I feel bad because yeah. I, I did not see this argument going this way. So I, I'm looking up all these facts to go, <laughs> to go along with what Rich said. We're in 2016, so that, you know, the, the I feel like the... This, the women independence movement is is huge. The, really, the sexual independence of women is is huge. I mean, we got Amber Rose. Amber Rose doing the slut walk. Hold on, hold on, hold on, we, hold on, hold on. no. Let me finish. Yeah. <laughs> Not Kanye. <laughs> Not him. Kanye. <laughs> so no, but so we have we have that, and we have the. I, I would say the pushing of media markets, where like movies and TV shows, are definitely making it okay in those forums for women to be sexually casual and yeah. to and to be cavalier with it and to be more open to you know not necessarily looking for a husband to make them a homemade woman like they're they're looking to create their own life and when it, and you know that's why they're getting jobs later and what you said about younger people yeah. actually so statistic this is in the New York Times that millennials are actually having more sex than the generation before them at a younger age. Yeah. So I think the percentage was like 15% of people in our generation, which is like pre-millennial, you know, 90s kids, 90s yeah. and 80s kids were, you know, high, having sex at like... Fit, like Don't get too deep. We want to talk about this 85% of people were having sex, whereas millennials, it's <coughs> like 75%, like 10% less, less are sexually active than what we are. So 
it's it's actually going down. I, Mike, you yeah, have something to say? Yeah, yeah, I, I could appreciate that. And and don't get it twisted. The shovel metaphor is what it is. It's still a fact that these women need to be concerned about because you know it's a fact. It's a fact of science. But I'm not. Against- They're minstrels that track the bears. <laughs> the bears smell the menstruation. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. What I'm, I I do think though that women can own it. I do think women can be sexual. They can be promiscuous if they own it. There's a difference between being talked into having sex and saying, yeah, I'm going to have sex with that dude, and that's what I do. I got homies, chick homies, girlfriend, uh, chick, you know, like, not, what's the I word? feel, yeah. Uh, a friend what, what is a girl. the term, Mike? Girls who are friends what is that, the term? that own that fact. Like, I, I, I want to have sex, and I'm going to have sex. I don't know what their numbers are, because I might judge them if I knew. No, nah, but I don't know what their numbers are, but the facts are this. If you own it, it's a different mindset, so I'm going to have a different connotation to it. A, a Nicki Minaj, for example. She might have fucked everybody in Young Money, but I think she fucked everybody in Young Money, not them fucking her. That's the difference. I feel you. So um, we're going to pass that one now. <laughs> That's just my but, uh, I, I want to say one thing real quick. Just because I learned, I, I saw this meme, right? And I know that uh, these days no one goes to a fucking counselor or nobody goes to see therapists. They just look at memes and be like, oh, okay, I know how to feel now. Like, <laughs> there's no advice. But I saw this meme, and it, this isn't verbatim. This is kind of <coughs> roughly what it is, but I saw something that said, women are losing their authenticity where they want to have the same rights as men, but they're losing out on what the men are not by trying to become what men are. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I'm with you, but... That's, that explains the double standard. Exactly. That's yeah. really what it is. Yeah. But um, we're going to go ahead and move along. Uh, Mary, and then, uh, Mary had another one for us. She said, um, and this is a good one too, men are taught not to talk about their feelings while women are encouraged to express their feelings all the time. So with this one, I think this is very true as well. I'm not going to lie. I kind of struggled with this a long time, but I used to be called sensitive all the time. I know that I express my feelings Now you just called light skin. So, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, JM. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't, you know what I'm saying? I, I never really had a problem with that shit. I'm going to say how I feel regardless. No filter needed, but it is what it is. Um, I think in, correct me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> JM's an idiot. This man just got up and started stancing. But, uh, but um, I feel like this too kind of, this is back then. I feel like this is kind of the old generation where okay, you gotta be, you gotta be the man, the head of the house. You can't express the way you really feel. You need to be strong. This is this to me is what that seems like more than anything else. Um, Brandon, what's good? No, I, f- I feel the same way. I feel like if you're being real and you're being open with how you feel, then maybe you're considered a bitch. You know okay. What I mean? And I, instead of you're, you're supposed to be tough and be numb to feelings and you're supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to be this steel trap. But instead of doing that, then you, you, you have to be that guy. But, you know, if you want to be just who you are, because I'm a guy, I'm very transparent. If I don't like something, you do it, I'm going to say it. If I feel like you're being distant, I'm going to say it. If I'm going to say that you're not giving it up, then I'm going to say it. Like, what's, <laughs> like what's, what's going on? But then you're, you're known as the guy who's like, okay, why are you being so sensitive? Like, what's going on? It's like, no, I'm just being real. Yeah, for real. And, and then you get kind of you get kind of shamed for that. Jam. Oh, I mean, I, 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 I was brought up to share my feelings. So, um, my dad, my dad's someone that is very emotional in his own. I mean, Brandon knows Brandon, Brandon, my dad was Brandon's teacher in high school. He saw him in church. My dad can't Father say, figure. my dad cannot say five words in public without getting teary eyed because he gets <laughs> emotional. But, um, I was brought up that he did not want me to be one of those kids that was afraid to share emotion because emotion is what makes life rich. And, um, I think the analogy was once used that, you know, soil can't grow unless water goes into it. So how can a man grow unless he knows to use his tears? So, all right. I hear you. I I hear you, JM. I hear you. I like that. that. All right. Well, you know what? Um, Let's take a quick break. To be honest, this race about to come on. So so we're going to take a quick break. Once this junk is done, we're going to come back. But again, episode four, no filter needed. We'll be back. All right, we back in. Obviously, both won that race easily. <laughs> but uh, shout out to Mary again for giving us that topic. Um, those two double standards there. Um, the next one we got is from Howard. Uh, his is. Ooh. <laughs> 
it's okay for women to hit men, but men cannot defend themselves at all. I'm just going to throw this to y'all. <laughs> Everybody's face just went upside down. So I'm just going to throw this to y'all. What do y'all, what, what do y'all have to say about that? I think, um, I think we got to put up a little bit more. I think, um, wait, what would you, you say? Sh- you should never, you should never hit a woman, right? Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's, that is a, that's a tough one. Though. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Cause you can't, it's like, bitch, don't, don't hit me. I can take a little bit. I can take a slap. But bitch, I've had enough. <laughs> Stop touching me. <laughs> so you don't have to. What if you don't have to hit him? Just choke him a little bit, <laughs> or <laughs> give him a little touch, power. a little slap. <laughs> he said power. <laughs> Not nah, like for real. Is this is this something that you would consider a, a double standard, or is this just simply this right is, and wrong? This is double standard if I've ever heard one. Really? Because I would never put my hands on one. But just saying that we can't. I would never do it ever. Exactly. You know. But it's just like. You know, but it really is a double because you yeah, can't. You gotta get. Yeah, you could get your ass beat, and you just have to sit there and take it. You yeah. really, you really do. You can't do shit. There's no way really around it. We can fuck hoes, but they can't hit us. Like <laughs> that's just that's the two double standards right there. What are you saying, Mike? <laughs> I, I would never. My mother would be my ass for even joking this. I would never hit a chick, but you, there's ways to get them up off you, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna leave it at that. Don't leave it at that. <laughs> well, since he asked me to elaborate, <laughs> producer Mike here. No, uh, really, what it boils down to is this: women need to understand that they themselves could generate some power, and shit does hurt what they do. No man wants to be slapped. No man wants to be disrespected. But we're talking about being hurt here. So, you know, if I push you up off me, if I try to hit you with a Heisman to keep you up off me, I'm doing everything I can to not, and you're still pressing the issue. I'm not saying that I condone dudes when they hit women. I'm just saying. Women gotta understand that they aren't babies, but even babies like I the random random time you hit babies. No, 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 no. I was I remember one random time my son just threw an ill punch and just caught me right in the balls. You can be hurt by Dropped people. Just, knees. just because you're a man, you can be hurt by smaller people. Is what I'm getting at, and that those smaller people need to be taught a lesson that they can't be doing that. And I'm not saying that you should hit them, to teach them that. No. I'm just saying. This might be the double standard because, yes, I am stronger than you. That doesn't give you permission to harm me indefinitely. Okay, so I want to pose this question to everybody True. here, too. Is there a difference between a feminine woman and a butch? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yes. butch bigger than you, muscular, they're ready to get down, and they, I don't know, whatever the situation is, they're about, they square up with you. And they're and it's not and they're not in any way, shape, or form considering themselves female because there are some butchers that are like that hairy they're, arms, but smaller BMI. No, a hundred percent. They're Let's, they're male. What what do you do at that point? For, be and, be, and, and, be, in, and be honest though. In those circumstances, nine times out of ten, they're not calling the police because y'all got an argument, or you put your hands on her, or she put her hands on you. If they're that way, if they're a butch, if they're a butch lesbian, they're not going to be in that situation where they're going to call the police. To be honest with you, most of the time I reach this situation, I reach this conversation, I already discussed yeah. when we produced the episode, and I mentioned Bomani Jones, but I'm on the same tip. A lot of the people, and Howard, this is the person who said yeah, it, Howard, I don't know you, you don't know me, but and I'm not saying this is you, but most of the time when people try to think of cop-outs for why men should put their hands on women, most of the time it's because you want to put your hands on a woman anyway. I don't see it like that, but I can... I hear you. Yeah. I think yeah, you yeah. should never put your hands on a woman. I think any man that's ever gotten a fight with a woman has never gotten a fight with a man. Does that make sense? Wait, say that again? A, a man that's never gotten a fight with a man has never... You know, if, if you've ever gotten a fight with a woman, then that means you, you never gotten a fight with a man. Oh, I see what you're saying. I would never put my hand on a woman. I feel like there's a, there's a breaking point, though, where you just... If you push a girl off, you're going to jail. So you're no saying... No matter if she thumps you in the head, if she hits you, you know, whatever she does... It, it, yo, if, if if she if you shrug her off and you just say get off me and then she calls the cops, say, oh he hit me. No. This is especially you the, true in you Florida. Get the, you get the benefit especially. of the doubt as a woman. So this is yeah. actually this is actually uh, kind of I've been I've been where Mike's been. I've dealt with someone who was hostile at the moment, and you have to do everything you can do to avoid conflict, even to the point of restraining them from hurting you and themselves. And in those instances. I didn't have to hit them. I didn't have to knock them out. I didn't have to punch them. I didn't have to put hands. I didn't have to Ray Rice them. I had to restrain them from hurting me and myself. 
until someone came there of a higher authority than myself. Mike, it's not funny, bro. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm laughing that he titled it like it was a thing, like Ray Rice and the bitches. You thing. know who you are, Ray Rice. <laughs> you know who you are. It's, you know who you were. It's not a thing. <laughs> shots fired shots fired no really what uh, yeah I, I fully agree the, the funny thing is I gave that example I have never thrown a punch at a woman I never will throw a punch at a woman and I hope none of us ever do and, and if any of you ever do then y'all might have to have a conversation with me but that's a different conversation for a different time because that's how I was raised and I'm sure y'all were too with that being said though again I'm all of I'm, I'm trying to make women understand that don't push the issue Cause there is a there's a limit, and let's also be real. You brought up studs, but Layla Ali's do exist. Like, what if you dating Layla Ali? She got knockout power. You not this gonna hit true. her back? You can't hit her back. Like you said, no. That's no, get, no, you no. Can't hit her back. You can't hit Layla Ali back. Okay, <laughs> you know what she does for right, a living. All right, right, so so this is my this is my cop out. He doesn't know who that is. Okay, so <laughs> so. All right, you you oppose the most extreme situation possible. True. I, I, I'm I, going to send you back the most extreme po- situation possible. I welcome it. So, Layla Ali is the most masculine woman you could think of that has punching power. I wouldn't say and masculine. She, right. I would just say the most talented. Layla Ali hits in you in the face. Heart. You should be power. able to hit them back. Correct. That's. Hold on. First of all. <laughs> first of all, what I said was if we if we could rewind the tape. If Layla Lee punches you, you can't punch her back. I posed the question. I didn't say that you should. I posed the question to the group. I didn't answer it. My answer to that is, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, she got knockout power, bro. She's boxed for so a Jay, what, what, But what is your... She's a trained assassin with this shit. So my, my response to that is, I was going to go a different avenue, but then it popped in my head. But, like... Jesus oh, said, "We on our masters of banter." So, so Jesus said, "If one man hits you, give him the other cheek to hit him hit hit you on the other one." Mm-hmm. So he and he was saying that as in, "I'm going to be crucified." Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to be crucified, then be willing to be crucified yourself. And with that, because said, in not doing it, I'm sorry. Because sorry, sorry. Not because in not allowing yourself to be broken, mm-hmm. you're hindering someone else from not seeing your humility. I, I can so appreciate that. So while you might feel better punching her back because she punched you, and it might appease your pride, mm-hmm. you might cause someone else to feel like they have the right to punch a woman tomorrow. No. See, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. You guys are getting too deep. And listen, you know what, Mike, I'm sorry, but I'm cutting no, you off. Not, I, listen, I, I this is not this is not masses of banter. So Howard, so Howard, I appreciate you. You're not cutting me off. Yo, quick response. Quick response. All right, quick response. Quick response. That's what I said, put it down. don't 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 try to stop my shine. My reply to that simply is this, sir. Jesus did say that, and Jesus was Jesus was who he was. He was a saint. He's a teacher. He's the Messiah. I am a Christian still growing. And as the great comedian Steve Harvey said, and as the great comedian Steve Harvey said, Miss Columbia! (laughs) No, not that time. As he said, I'm still growing as a Christian and I ain't quite made it to Jesus level yet. So if you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. And I don't condone hitting women, but Layla Ali is a different... Situation. So Mike says Layla Ali can get it. Also, right. Ma- Masters of Banter every Thursday. So, 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 so <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't get in the gym. So, so listen. Mike's girlfriend, don't get in the gym. Don't go to your kickboxing class on Tuesday. It's cycling. It's cycling. Homeschool your kids. She Howard, could. you see what you did? She could throw hey. a knockout punch to save her life. <laughs> we appreciate you, Howard. So, um, actually, we're going to go to JM. That was a good one. <laughs> JM, he had, a, he had a couple in here, too. Um, Who's this motherfucker? <laughs> so he said, uh, "All right, we got to figure out how we're gonna pose this one." Um, so he's saying males, okay, males can take the pictures where they have you can see the V cut when they're in the gym, and they can take their shirt off, they can do it, and they can take all those pictures. But at the same time, if a female does that, she's considered being slutty or showing too much skin or whatever the case may be. What do y'all say to that? No, I, I disagree. She can show the skin she wants. <laughs> <laughs> if it was your, so the if it the was actual, Layla the, actual way, the way okay. I posted it, the way I posted it was the double standard is that men don't mind other women posting it on a, 
Instagram models. Of course. I mean, come on. Yeah. Instagram models, as they call themselves, posting pictures in provocative ways, but they mind if their significant others Woo! do. So, okay. are you okay with your significant other posting it? Is it a double standard that you're okay with one woman posting it, but not another woman? But that's the same thing for females yeah. that's in the gym. Females will see other females doing that and consider them, hey, you know what, you're slave, whatever. But then they can see a dude doing it, ask. and they could be like, oh, damn, and they're looking at the dude. I think dudes are okay with it. Yeah, women. dudes are okay with it. I, I, so, that's do you I think, think so, so you'd be okay with your wife posting pictures that are... Might Is be she in the gym getting shown her feet. Yeah. I, no, 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 I don't care about that. Not in the gym. Let's just say at home in her underwear. That's different. We talking about the gym though. We talking about gym. We're talking oh, about oh, oh, the gym. I didn't say that. Nah, that, that was, no, that was, that was double standard. <laughs> <laughs> in the gym right now. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, the gym. Yeah, I don't care about that underwear. Brand, Brandon, story. give your opinion. So I'm gonna say that there's a difference between being territorial and jealous. Okay. So JM is jealous. Um. <laughs> no, because I think we're all territorial. I think naturally as men, we don't want nobody looking at our woman. I like, don't so- date Instagram models, <laughs> so I don't need you to be one. That is my opinion. All right, so let's touch on the other one you brought up too then. Um, uh, men being broadcasters, we don't think twice about it. They're men being broadcasters, but the second we see a female being a broadcaster, we start saying, hey, she's a lesbian, whatever the case it may be, just because it's a female. Um do y'all look at female broadcasters different than you? I'll be honest with you. This is gonna be. It's gonna sound horrible. I was watching Monday Night Football. No, okay. no, no. Maybe it was Thursday night. It was some time, some type of game, right? And I was like, all right, cool. So this is gonna be Mike Tirico. We're about to have John Gruden. It was gonna be somebody. And I was like, it's a girl. I was like, I don't, I don't even want to watch this anymore. Like, Damn. It, it just, like you shut, you shut all the way down. I, I did. I turned the channel. I went to CBS to Fox. You know, like I don't just know. Just because it was a female broadcaster, I, just, I wasn't used to it. But I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm more into now. I just took an adjustment. So because I'm just used to the testosterone, like welcome to the football. But if you hear a girl like he's down at the ten, you know, like it just yeah. doesn't feel right. Even if she was an attractive. But that's why they have the reporters. Why you got to be in the booth? You know. <laughs> nah, but it, like it, it was a little bit of an adjustment for me. Okay. Just because I'm just used to like. You know, football is a manly sport, and you know we have uh, who's the girl that coaches the uh, the um, the Spurs. Okay, know? okay, I see. So you know, this is James double standard. What do you what do you how do so, you feel about? Well, it? Well, actually, it's not my double standard. It's, well, one I've saying, heard, yeah. it's one I've heard before. Is I've heard a lot of actually from women that they hear men broadcasters, and that was what they expect. Blah blah blah, and then they hear a woman come on, and they're like, they sound like a lesbian. Like, why why do they have to talk with a deep voice to try to sound like a man? And what's her name? Is it, it her? Is it what? What is her name? I mean, there, there's her, a few and her of them. voice is already like her yeah, voice. Yeah. That's just her Th- voice. There's though. a few of them that come on like that. Um, while at, while I feel like it's changing because you have Cher- uh, like Carrie Champion, you have Michelle Beadle, you have um, what's the girl that Don got in a Twitter beef with? Jamel. Jamel Hill. You have Jamel Hill. Shout out to Don Dada. But uh, we have we have a lot. I mean, you have a lot of women broadcasters that are being more feminine. But I think the stigma and the double standard is that if you're a female broadcaster. You have to present yourself in a masculine light, so a lot of people kind of view you as a lesbian. <laughs> All right, well, you know what, Jim? We appreciate those double standards you provided to us. Um, we're gonna move it right along. Sam actually hit us up too. Uh, Who? Sam. She did. She said. Hater. Girls. Oh shit! I forgot about this one. Um, she's saying it's said that girls shouldn't have sex at a young age. This is what you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. This is why I said hold off on it. Girls shouldn't have sex at a young age, but. Um, boys are actually kind of encouraged to have sex at a younger age. Um, I think I might with this well, one. Sam I'd, shouldn't I'd say have had sex. I mean, Sam, Sam shouldn't have had sex at a young age. Well, and she didn't. She didn't. But uh, we're gonna move <laughs> forward. <laughs> um, so with this, what's funny though is, did any of y'all? Did any of y'all when y'all was young though? And I'm just asking. Did y'all? Did your parents put the basket of condoms in the bathroom for you? No, no. No? I'll, I'll, say, I'll give you a little bit of story. So, <laughs> go ahead, Brandon. I'm in elementary school, right? And this is just being completely honest. I'm in elementary school and I'm living on a different side of town. And Different side, what do you mean by that? I'm living in. I'm the not, not going to say the hood. I'm but saying. Hood. Just, I'm, 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 I'm close to it. All yeah. right, close enough. You, but, live on, you live on 6th Street. <laughs> no, 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 no. I live somewhere different before we got that. Okay. But anyway, what I'm saying is, my dad had this shed, right? Okay. In the shed, and I knew this already, there was a naked chick on the door. So when I opened it, 
I, I mean, I, I was always looking at it. I would, my dad was at home. I'd take the key, I'd lock it, I'd look at it, and be like, oh, it's a naked girl. And one day, my dad and my mom happened to walk out the shit. I was looking at the naked chick, and then my mom was like, "Why are you letting him look at that?" My dad was like, "Just, just, just let him do it." Like he was just. <laughs> letting, <laughs> my dad was letting me do it, and I, I'm granted, I'm about, I'm, I think I'm in second or third grade, and I'm looking at a naked chick. So, you know, damn. And, that, and, just, and that's my, kinda, just being encouraged. Now, if my sister did the same thing at that age, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, and, you know what, and that's what I was about to say. I'd be damned if Lenny even, <laughs> like, I can't even think about that shit. So I'm like... Actually, that, from what I've heard, what you prefer London to be into, you'd be pretty... <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker over here. <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> For real. <laughs> no, nah, but that's crazy. So, so I got you, Brandon. Rich, you said never you was... Never nah, introduced nah, nah. condoms, nothing nah, like that. Man. Never had to talk like, yo, no, if you are gonna, to at least if you nothing. are gonna go ahead and do it. Nope. Make, never what? Had nothing. I'm right there. With, I'm right there with Rich. So wait, nothing. so was you got? So were you guys not uh, naive to it? Did you have to learn hey, on no. your own? No, no, no I, I knew what I knew what sex was. Yeah, I had HBO. <laughs> that's actually very true. That's actually very true. Cinemax had HBO R- from a young age. Diaries, Cinemax from a young age. Shout out Rishu Diaries. Yeah. Showtime. First, first, first movie. Hey, first movie I ever. When you couldn't see yeah. the titty one time. Oh, it's titty and nipple. That's it. First movie I ever saw. Under Siege Two. The woman pops out of the cake with the titties out. I knew what was going on. I knew what was going on. But no, my parents. I'm gonna be honest. I was 18. I had never had sex. I I made it to 18. I graduated high school and never had sex. I did that. My parents did not expect me to have sex at a young age because I felt like they they instilled in me values where they were like, I, I'll save myself for marriage. So so was it? So you you knew about it, but you just was you was were you just doing other shit? You just wasn't interested, or they didn't bring it. They, that was a topic that they made sure they stayed away from. Then. I was trying to make it to the league. So okay, I was not trying to get something. You made it to the arena league. Hey, Mike, I, Mike, I want you to hit this up because you got little Mike. So is he? What did Mike had a kid at twelve? So <laughs> I had my Mike's kid at twenty. What was up? So with little Mike. Have you had that discussion yet? Is that even? Do yeah, you, we had the preliminary discussion. Uh, he's a, he's eleven. He'll be twelve in January. Kids now are younger and younger these days now, and especially yeah. in, we infl- we and not to put, I'm not down in Tampa at all, but there's some. It's, it's little Wayne has sex yeah. at eleven. It's because the women shot himself and smoked the same year. What it really boils down to is, I already had a prelim, prelim convo with him, and his mother did too. You know the dad version and the mom version. What? Well, hold on. What was the birds in? What was the birds and bees talk? What did you tell him? Because um, I'll give mine and it's really terrible. <laughs> your, girls, your daughter's like, like three. No, no, no. My dad gave it to me. Oh, okay. Oh, I was oh, like, oh I was no, like, no. no. I, we didn't really get into the birds and the bees. It was it was just more about um, growing up and being physical, having feeling urges. Essentially, is what the conversation was about. It was the prelim talk, like I said. We haven't got into the. To the birds and the bees talk yet. So you don't think that he knows about that right now at eleven? I think he has some outward knowledge of it, but I don't think he understands what's really going on. Okay. Uh, we we also like his um he doesn't have any aunts or uncles that have had babies or anything for him to be exceptionally curious. Like where do babies come from? He's an only child. Uh, his aunt did have a baby, but she wasn't around. So would you introduce uh, him? Just, pregnant. And this is just being safe and. Trying to get him educated, would you introduce him to the condoms or, yeah. hey, you know what, if something does, what if, because you, like I said, younger and younger now, so what if kids is having kids at 13? Yeah, I, I you know would handle saying? it. I would handle it exactly it. how my dad handled it. My dad raised two boys, me and my brother. Um, you have the prelim talk. Yeah. And as you start to realize that they learn more and more, mm-hmm. basically my idea is to control the flow. Okay. So as he starts to learn more and more, I'll give him the next level and okay. the next level. So it's going to be about two or three levels. And it's so funny that the day that I had to talk with my son, I called my dad. And I mm. told him what I had, what I said. And he was laughing because he he's like, you remember that? I remember the talk. I remember all the talks, like the prelim talk. Mm. But basically what it boils down to is this. is uh, It depends on your child. It depends on what they know. It depends on what they're around. I don't think my son understands that a penis goes into a vagina and that is that. Okay. Me and his mom ain't been together, so it's not like mommy loves daddy, and th- none of that's the case right now. What I think he understands is being on the internet that women look different than men, and this is what's going on in the world. And these, you might feel urges or attraction to him or something like that. Oh, so kind of, hey, that was hey, a prelim. But, but you got to do it because your son's a skateboarder and he's got the Odell Beckham hairdo going on. <laughs> that was like two. Got to be ago. on guard, man. He, <laughs> hey, hey, he's rolling through these streets on that longboard. Better How old is your son? Eleven. 
He's seen a titty. I didn't tell you my son was out here in these streets. So I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a strict parent, but I'm a strict parent. I'm a strict parent adjacent. Um, I got full access to my son's phone, all the passwords and all that shit. I got his phone and I was like, I'm finna go through it and just do like my periodic check that I did. He had a Snapchat account that I didn't authorize him to have, but he had it because he figured out how to do it. Uh, and this motherfucker had one, one account. Out of, like, all his friends, like, he had high school friends and people he was talking to. One of the accounts was one of those, like, naked accounts, like, where girls were just showing titties. It was, like, bikini bottoms and titties. Mm-hmm. I seen this shit, and I was like, who eight cups is these? <laughs> and after about, like, five minutes of <clears throat> checking and making sure that I knew that I was seeing what I was seeing. There's a dick on the phone. <laughs> Wait, there's a tally nickel on the phone? I don't, I don't think you should go up to the school. And... <laughs> That'd be kind of weird. Have your phone in. <laughs> Who's who dick is this? this? <laughs> Mr. Peterson. <laughs> no, but straight up, I saw that Snapchat account. Out of all the ones he had, he had about 15, he was following 15 people. One of them was just this account that was just showing topless girls. I was like, what in the fuck is this? Immediately, Mike. Wait, hold on. <clears throat> Dad voice. Mike, come here. You got it deep in that voice. Yeah. No, it's the third. <laughs> it, come here. Yes. What's this? Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, was, I was like, son, you're not in trouble. Just sit down and tell me what is this. My friend sent me something, essentially what he said. His friend sent him something. He looked at it and he just kept it on there, but he doesn't look at it that often. I started laughing. <laughs> I started laughing because I'm a terrible parent, but <laughs> immediately enough, I got the dad voice back, and we had a whole talk about it. We had like a two-hour talk about the preliminary okay. to Birds and the Bees, and that's pretty much what it boils down to. But, so, Sam, we appreciate that one. We appreciate that one. Um, actually, this rich rich homie, rich homie gave us a couple of them. These are uh, some that we didn't really talk about. These are more kind of actually race-related. Um, so <laughs> one of the ones kind of funny. Uh, it's, and I don't, I really don't know how to put this, uh, but it's how white clubs, I guess you could say, or white bars really don't want, white uh, owned, white owned bars, you could say that, white owned bars don't want African American, African Americans to go to their, um, establishments and, and, but they all, but they always, but they always want to play hip hop music. So, so they want the atmosphere it, it, of what they want the black they want the black atmosphere, but they don't want blacks yeah. in the establishment. I think it's bigger in other cities. We just don't want the problem. From, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. From 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 what I've seen is and, as people that have been out in Tampa and go out in Tampa on a frequent basis, I don't think it's as big of an issue in Tampa as it is in Miami, as yeah. it is in Atlanta, as it is in New York, in other places where you have predominantly white owned clubs bringing in artists that are hip-hop artists and then getting mad when hip-hop fans show up. And I think it's a bigger issue in other cities, but I I think... Wait, you're I, saying well, it's bigger it's, in I think it's bigger Miami? In, I, I think, think it's bigger in Tampa than no, it is in Miami. I don't think it is. I, so I know of a few different labels that have put on shows in Miami and the shows on the night of, because they saw the audience coming into the show, canceled the show and closed the club because they were like, we don't want this kind of audience. That's in our literally club. happened at places we've gone to. When and we've had and they've made sure that I might not be the that music was, Okay, but <laughs> that's, I, I, that's I, definitely I'm, happening. No, I'm pre, I'm, I'm prefacing my my attitude is okay. I haven't seen it happen in Tampa, but if it has, enlighten me. Y'all want to touch on any of this? Y'all, what do come y'all on, think? Come on, Rich. Not oh. yeah, come but, on, deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I brought it up. I've seen it, and I know it's it's not it's a double standard because I don't. I don't get what is, it's an issue. Yes, I understand. Um, there might be some trouble, as Brandon will put it. <laughs> the ra- and I can, you know, I understand, I understand, yeah. what it, I understand I the ratchets. Yeah. I understand yeah. that, st- that stereotype that you're worried about. But at the same time, you can't, you can't do that and then mm-hmm. expect to play that type of music and not have that type of crowd, too. It has to be, it evens out. But... We're not, you know what? We're not going to stay on that too long. Um, we're going to go into a, a little bit of a funnier topic. Uh, another one he gave us was how uh, it's okay for white men to wear shorts that go above their knees, but if a black man does that, then he's considered gay or something's off with him. Rich, <laughs> Rich, wear your, Rich, wear your short shorts, man. Don't let people hold you back. Wear the shorts you want to wear. I, I was thinking about one of our homies in the group. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> his, I mean, I know he means well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Jerry? No, not Jerry. Oh, shit. I forgot <laughs> I about was, Jerry. I thought it was either me or Jerry. So if it's not no, us, then who nah. else is it? He, T knows what I'm talking about. So I just felt bad. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I try to look out hey, for this him. Hey, this is no filter needed. <laughs> You're talking about Claude. <laughs> yes. Claude. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was Claude. I thought it was Jerry. 100% I thought it was Bowtie Jerry. You know what? Bowtie Jerry did have on some swimming trunks. And I granted, they're swimming trunks. Yeah. But, but those motherfuckers was on his thighs. Yeah, they were. Like, yeah, yo. Were. And we told him he did not care. <laughs> As Jerry's <laughs> listening to this, he's adjusting the shorts that he's currently wearing. Did he say these are you? Same boats? Nah, he didn't oh, say that okay. at all. Not at all. Not at all. No, no, nah. no. I was just checking. He, he is Haitian. That this is true. Jamaican, and you know what? Um, right before we go, we're gonna hit Mike has Mike had uh Mike had some as well. Um, these are more religious. Uh, yeah, you could say religious. Uh, but one of them is, it says, "Come as you are." This is for like going to church and things like that. But they say, "Come as you are." But then, if you go there and you, you have are. a bunch of tattoos or whatnot you're automatically being judged. And that's the same thing. And, and also, you know, just to tie it in, uh, it's all about love, compassion. We're here for you. But then, again, you're the first to judge. That's a big stereotype, too. And I think that's really obvious in a lot of places, a lot of churches, I would say. Um, I've actually dealt with it, and it's kinda, it kind of deters you. And um, it, the shit sucks. It it feels off. You wouldn't expect to get that type of um, reaction when you come in, regardless of what you look like, because you're not expecting that from, I, and I don't want it to sound bad, but that type of environment, you, you're expecting to come there and feel good about yourself regardless of how you look, but unfortunately, it's not always that way. JM, what do you think about that? Because I know, I'm not saying you're religious, but you're more... No, I, I am. I am. So um, I would say the... To frame the question the way Mike did it was the church says, come as you are, but then you can't have tattoos. You can't have things that are optically, you know, alarming. You can't have things that stand out or be different. Uh, it's all about love, but quick to judge. It's true. I would say that it's true Very through true. my life. I mean, I have seen people do it. I've seen people talk about it. I've seen family members talk about it. And all I can tell you is that don't judge Christianity by the Christians. And I mean, that's as plainly as you can put it. I mean, as a Christian, I would say, don't judge me because of someone else you've met and don't judge the religion because of someone else you met. Because if you focus on the person who just determined Christianity, which is Christ, they would not, or he would not, he would not judge you the same way. And I think that's something you need to realize because I mean, he, he, surrounded himself by tax collectors and sinners and people that were shunned by society because he loved them. And, so he how, showed, and, I'm not, and again, I do apologize, but how does this happen, though? How Because it's not, and this is not, it's not like, okay, one or two. This is, this happens a lot. Oh, like, yeah. I've, 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 I've gone to plenty of, my mom was in church five days out the week, and it's, five? it's hard. Five was the revival week? That's a lot. Five days out the week. Saturday we're in, was a big church. We're in church. And, and like I said, once I got old, yeah, and, and I have to, I'm flooded with tattoos. And it's like, I can't go there how I want to without somebody looking at me sideways. And I, and I just, I don't expect, and that's not just, like I said, that's, it's not just that's ignorance, church. though. That, I mean, that's ignorance. Why, that, why is that even an issue well, in okay. the church at all? So you have to look at you have to look at it historically. Like most of the things that we discuss, and Mike's got Mike's got something to say, so I'm gonna make this really quick. But yeah. historically, there were certain things that stigmas were attached to. You have to go through like in the 1900s, if you wore a bikini, you were outlandish. Yeah. If in, in the 1960s, if you had a tattoo, it was a bit weird. In the 1990s, if you were you know homosexual, it wasn't popular. Those are all those are all time dynamics, but Mike, what were you saying? Essentially, what it boils down to, when you talk about real religion, the um, and not to get super religious here, I'm not, actually I'm not even going to. It really just boils down to this: the Bible was written by men and interpreted by other men, and everybody has their spin on what it meant. Um, essentially, what you have here is people interpreting what something means and what it meant to them. And then delineating, you know, descending that out to the congregations 
and those people teaching other people, those people teaching other people. It's the same reason why the Quran can be, uh, Islam can be like, oh, we're a peaceful uh, religion, but also be used to incite war. It's mm-hmm. the same reason why the Bible promotes peace and also can be used to incite war because it's about the interpretation. So you may write a poem, uh, just to give you an example, about double standards and how they shouldn't be in our society. And I might read that and say, T, want us to get rid of anybody who who want, who uses double standards? Kill yeah. all double standarders and misinterpret what you said. Exactly. It's it's the it's the messenger that's messing up the message. So that that's how that happens. Nothing. So as a as a Christian, I will kind of disagree with Mike, but agree with him at the same time. His last statement was true. The messenger sometimes uh, scrambles up the message, but. The Bible was written, and if it might have been written by men, but it was influenced by God. It was inf- influenced by the Holy Spirit who led those men to write that. They were not their own words, but the words of Christ through the Holy Spirit. But like he said, there's a lot of mistakes that have happened, not because of Christ, but because of people misinterpreting exactly. in the message. And dude, you know what? I understand what you're talking about. I, I went to church with tattoos. I went to church wearing a vest and skinny jeans one time, and people made fun of me because of that. And I was the exact same person. I just had straight hair. It didn't make sense. I didn't understand why people thought it was it was weird that I did that. And and there's a lot of things that happen because people don't understand the differences in other people. And what the, what the most interesting thing is is that the beauty of Christianity, the beauty of that faith is that it accepts all people and all things it just, it's just, it's just a shame that that, that it's 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 labeled with that. And I appreciate that, and Mike, we appreciate the uh, the double standards there when it comes to religion too. But I want to thank you guys for coming out. Uh, no filter needed. Episode four, double standards. Um, go check us out though on Shift Division Media. Go to our website. Um, we got what uh, Masters of Banter. That's coming up next. We're gonna hit them up. But again, no filter needed. Go check us out. Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, hit us up on Twitter, everything. Um, Let us know what you know about the show. Let us know about the double standards we miss as well. But again, we thank you guys for listening. Hit us up. We out. Started chasing bankrolls. I'm an addict now. If I don't want it all, then I'm a passion down.